Welcome to the shelter. Hey guys, welcome back. Today is March 23rd, 2014. I am your lucky lady bean with my three favorite guys, Johnny B. Hi there. Double D. Yo, yo, yo. And the almighty Dave. I like that. Hi there. Reminds me of welcome back, Carter. Hey, Mr. Carter. <laughs> and that's what I was Mr. going Carter. for. <laughs> yo, I got a note. <laughs> I'm Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Oh, yeah. Mr. Kata! <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. Yo, 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 yo. I got, it, I got no, I got no. <laughs> in your pants with a can of ants. Sign Epstein's mother. Yeah. <laughs> and no welcome to the 70s. That's right, baby. Do you know what uh, Mr. Carter does now? What? Um, sleeps with the fishes? No, he's a oh. high-stakes poker player. He's won Get many a tournament. Really? Yeah, he's he's. I did not know that. Dave very, Kaplan, really? Yes, yes. Very well that. known as That's being very a, cool. a good poker player. Holy shit. That just blows my mind, man. Very cool, very cool. Well, that just blows my mind. You know what? Uh, to go back to um, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about you know what we thought the sound of the band was like i heard a song today on the way up here uh, by bad company uh deal with the preacher and it really everything in that song almost uh emulates what we do it was kind of like bluesy rock the guitar lines were a lot like what you do john um eh, i know you should go definitely go home and listen to it it's, it had like all the little elements of what makes up this band it was kind of that's neat, cool man you know who that be? Uh, bad company. It's bad called co, yeah. Deal with the preacher because okay. it's got you know that that smooth soul coming out of me. It's, <laughs> it's got those rock guitar lines coming out of Johnny. There's it's got that nice smooth bass lines coming out of the boy right here. You know, except for the drumming. The drumming, well, you know, it is. What about Mister Drummond? There is only one. That goes with another one. Oh, was that the eighties? That might have been the eighties. That was the eighties. All right, man. Uh, so what's what's been going on for this week, girl? You got you got any uh, anything for us to chit chat about? No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some news. We got any questions from the from the peanut gallery out there? Yeah. What, what's the no. <laughs> What's the name of the new album? Uh, well, we we had uh, we broke it down to what five. Five titles. Yeah, Five. we uh, we put it out to the uh, the public out there and social media, and they, they did respond. Man, it was uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we can. We, we'll na- do you want to name off the uh, top five? Sure. All right. Let's do it. All right. So we got uh, into the light with yeah. Mike LaBelle from Johnston, Rhode Island. Nice, nice. And we've got. I'm just going to read them, not in any order, and then we'll give out the order. All so right, that, sounds, results, good. that all right? sounds good. So then we got Shadow Plan from Ronnie Callman in Silver Spring, Maryland. Nice. We have Covert Operations from Fox Greenwood, the Den of Runkabilly, Canada. You know, that's one I like. I like that uh, one. That's yeah, pretty I like sweet. that. That's... Funk Rock Love Child. Some. Who's that? Sabrina? Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. Some girl. I have no idea. Part of region Armenia. Yeah. Do we know someone? I don't know. She just uh, might have the same name. It's as a long way away. Is she? Wait a minute. Is is this the same? 
Sabrina that's on this podcast? Nah, I don't think so. Bean, is that you? I deny any knowledge. <laughs> I, 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 I the deny fifth? your reality. Substitute it with my own. How about that one? Okay, then. <laughs> well, you know, like where I come from, Richie is like Smith. So, hey, you know, uh, Schmidt, wherever Schmidt comes from. Could be, could be thousands of them. Sounds like it comes out of the toilet. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. And finally, number Someone's five. Someone's going to get smacked when they get home. We have <laughs> Revealed no. from Vicky Julian Hughes. <clears throat> Excuse me, out of Webster, Mass. Oh, right next door. Webster, right next Mass, door to really? Dudley. Yeah. I, uh, I believe she kind of lives down. She lives in some apartment complex down the street from where you are. Hmm. Right over the line. Hmm. So we... Uh, we asked people on social media yeah. to uh, to go and vote over the last week for their favorite title. All right, should we okay. do uh, like a five four three two one kind of thing? We'll do, we'll do a five four three two one right, right. Um, contact. And basically, uh, how we we decided this was we took your vote, and in conjunction with the discussion here of, of the three of us, mm-hmm. we have a title. We do have a title. Yeah, we do. It's been a long time. It's here coming, but we do have a title. Long train running. Yeah. Good so so how, uh, how, did, like how do we come about this top five now? Okay, Sheldon. Should we, should we tell him how we came about the top five? What, what about, about Sheldon? Five? Did we did we stick them in a bowl? Did we... No, uh, no, no. no. Did we, we eat them and see which one we crapped out? No, I mean, babe, did we do? how did we come up with... The, we came up with the top five by basically everybody in the band saying, hey, send out what your favorite five titles that were sent in were. Yeah. And yeah. out of that, we kind of did, you know... Someone said we were following the metal show and their top five board, which I hate is one of the worst segments. That's my on favorite part television. of the show. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That's they need to get rid of thumb. it. Anyway. Yeah, it was extremely <laughs> awful last night, too. But we did discuss it, <laughs> it you know, and it, it came down to, uh, you know, we had a few arguments. You know, we were looking, you know, someone wanted, uh, you know, I Remember You by Skid Row in the top five. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong subject. Wrong subject. Um, <laughs> we, had to, we, had to, we had to, you know. Figure out, you know, we agreed on three titles, all three of us across the board, yes. and, then, yeah. and and then everybody else had their next two. So we compromised and we came up with these top five for you to vote on. All right, and vote you did, and yes, that's you true. Did. That's true. And thank you. We really appreciate it, man. That, that was that was a beautiful thing. Those people got out. I mean, they really got out and, and voted. Exactly. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. You know, of votes a lot came of people in. I didn't even know, some of the people I didn't even know who they were who voted. So uh, exactly. I think that, I think that's even a better thing. You know, absolutely. I mean, we got fans out there we don't even know about, baby. I love fans, it. I love it. <laughs> so many we don't need an air conditioner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what 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 came in fifth place? Uh, in fifth place, we had one of my personal favorite names on the list. In fact, all top five of my personal favorites. But you know. Uh, funk rock love child, baby, because that's what I am. You know what I'm talking about. FRLC, baby. That's right. Who knows? That one might be sticking around. I think so. I think we yeah, could we use might, that further on down that. the road. You know, we could even use that. That's even not a bad title for our name of a song. On too. down the road. I was just thinking about no, no, funk rock love child would be a good name for a song. It is. It really would, actually. Yeah. We see. We agree. We we got the right here. The brains are working together. <laughs> this morning before the no, podcast I don't think we were together. all no, I, don't think so I, don't, I don't think they're working together I think you're sharing I don't think they're working <laughs> we're at sharing, all yeah, we're sharing we're sharing from the cloud it was funny <laughs> this morning before the podcast we all like agreed on like the same thing we were all saying the same thing it was kind of weird that's strange it, it, it was weird it was weird it was weird totally weird what 
Where? Where? What happened? Boom. Mr. Carter. I don't know. <laughs> Going back to what Mr. Carter. Wow. <laughs> All right. your nose with a rubber All hose. Right. So what came in number four? Number four was uh, Into the Light. You know, I, I really like this one. I thought this one was um, like Zeppelin. That's what, in fact, isn't it, it might even be a Zeppelin song, is it? I don't believe so. Into the Light. Isn't it on um, Physical Graffiti? I don't think so. I you don't sure? think so. Maybe, right. it's, maybe it's a lyric. Into the yeah, light, could be, yeah. and I can't go on, on, on. Yeah, I, I, I think that is the name of a Zeppelin song. Uh, Into the Light would be a great follow-up record name if you name the first record Out of the Dark. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know? that's true. Which is probably and then Johnson. the third one would be Turn the Lights Out. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the the fourth album will be Beer Belly Blues. <laughs> That's it. Which which uh, and the fifth album will just be poo poo. Yeah, because you got to get rid of it. Got to get the poo. It'll, in have the, it'll have the bloated Elvis sitting on the yeah. toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dress Dave up as a David bloated Elvis. Davis Elvis. That's right, baby. Got my peanut butter banana sandwich right there. Baby, this is for my mama. Hey, Red, give me another give me another cheeseburger, Red. Yeah, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey. Excellent. I'm all shook up. All right. All right. So number three. Number three. Number three was covert operations. <laughs> yeah, this Fox one. Green. This one was kind of. I, I, my personal list. This one was number two for me. Uh, I'd have to say, I, I really like this one. In fact, I could see us using this at some point. Uh, I. I, I, I could definitely see it. Well, I mean, it works a with a concept, album, yeah. but it works with a concept. It works with uh, the whole idea of shelter. I just think I just think it's a good uh, good concept. All yeah, well, I, I, that's another one. I have a feeling something's going to be going to yeah, be done. With. I think all of these could definitely potentially absolutely. Be you, know? you guys did a great. If not an album, name a song. Yeah, you guys whatnot, did a yeah. great job on this. Absolutely, so, I can make I can make songs out of make each. Make Even even if you didn't win, you need to pay attention because there there may be credits to you at some point See for that? some of this. Yeah. So that leaves us with two, and rather than just announce oh there's number two because then you know number one, let's announce who the winner is. Oh, yes, yeah. winner. First. So without. Well, 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 you have the runner-up. Runner well, the run, yeah, you're going to know who the runner-up is. The runner-up. This is how they usually... I know this is how they usually do when it comes down to two. They don't announce who's number two. Yeah, they exactly. They announce who the winner is. The runner-up But for, for this week. Wait, why are you going to do the runner-up first? Why wouldn't you do the runner-up? Stab you in the eye with a Because when you do the runner-up... Runner yeah. And everyone knows who won Everybody knows who won before you announce it. So you announce the winner. Yeah, well, then they know who the runner-up is. Well, you're That's supposed okay. to know They're who the runner-up runner is. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we had like 10 and that you were picking out of 10, no, no, did the top five. five, then yeah, then so, all right. Yeah, do the wiener. Uh, all oh, right, it's uh, going to be a big, go ahead, do it. Yeah, but they don't know what the name of the, what if they didn't take the contest? They wouldn't know what they it's were. Okay. Go ahead. The runner-up? Yeah, go with your runner-up. All right. The runner-up was by Vicki Julian Hughes of Webster, Mass. She must know this because she's living down the street, she must hear us and get it in her head, and that's why she was number two. And number two, we know, wow. is a big part of this podcast. Oh, wow. Fucking Lord. Vicky, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I really am. I mean, I'm sure you, you've, the name you've listened. The was revealed. Was it? It was? Revealed? No, that was the name. <laughs> revealed. 
I know that was the name. Okay, so number one on the charts today, the winner and still champion, the heavyweight champ of the world, Ronnie Callaman of Silver Spring, Maryland. Shadow plan! Go, Ronnie. I wonder if you can add Thank you, Ronnie. after that. Shadow plan, 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 plan. Yeah, probably not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I like that name. And I, and I believe that all of us can kind of go with that name. Everybody cool with that? Yeah. Everybody I, I, cool I, with the, the We don't really have winner? a choice. That's well, the name. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is the winner. That is. We, we put that down. Now, we're going to have to sell, send Ronnie a nice prize, man. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie's going to get hooked up. I hope you got his address. Uh, I believe I can dig it up. I all mean, right. I got his email. So. All, right, all right. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to we, get his information and send him something nice. Man. Absolutely. We can get you to know. Ronnie, and uh, he's going to get a collection of prizes. Um, I think we have a... Um, a An year, empty Coke bottle. A year <laughs> supply of rice aroni. Yeah, uh, 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 the San Francisco treat. That is. Uh, we're a not, box we're of not baby sending wipes. him a box of poop, even though John. No, knows no, 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 no. Box of baby wipes. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Um, what else do we have in there? A package of toilet paper. Uh, I think we had some used chapstick. Yes, used chapstick. That was in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Half a bottle of shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, is it the combined kind? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think we were gonna we were gonna actually wipe up the soap scum out of the soap dish. Yes, and, and put it in there. Absolutely. Oh, gotta exactly. have that. Gotta yeah. have well, that. Well, that way it has a piece of the band in it too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Baby. You, you can have our DNA and clone us. Ooh, that's quite would, a prize. Why would you want? Ah, yeah, it talking. could be part of the covert operations in the Shadow Plan. Yeah, exactly. Slave labor. That's right. Why did I? They can make a funk rock love child out of it. There you go. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All will be, be revealed. That's oh. right. It will come out into the light. <laughs> wow. Fucking save me. From those nope, two. Nope, nope, Because that's from a no, different don't band. You even band. That's a different no, band. No, no, no. <laughs> that's your favorite band, Cinderella. <laughs> that's not my favorite band. That's not, not even close to my favorite band. My favorite band is Black Label, man. Really? Uh, Who's Black yeah. Label, man? Black Who plays in that yeah. band? That's Black Label, man. Black, black, black Label, man. <laughs> the Society of Black Labels. Isn't that yes, right? Zach Child? Mm-hmm. Zach Child. Zach Child. Zach- Zachariah Wildchild. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, folks. The name of the album will be Shadow Plan. Right on. Shadow Plan. And in all seriousness, Ronnie will get a collection of, of prizes. And Ronnie, you'll listen. We will be reaching out to you yep. to get your address. Um, Everything will be signed by the shelter. And we just, oh, yeah, absolutely. we need to verify spelling. I think. Uh, we want to make sure that your credit is spelled correctly on the album. Absolutely, yeah. Your name will definitely go on as... We're going to check your credit before you put your name on the album. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I mean... Because if you got bad credit, I don't know what we're going to do about it. I don't know about that. <laughs> you got bad credit, all I got to say is... Oh, there you go. <laughs> right down the drain. Baby. There you right go. Down the drain. So, speaking of this album, where are we, sir? Fox Greenwood, can you tell me where we are in the production process? Uh, we have one out of nine songs mastered. Mm. And today we should be able to, mm-hmm. uh, barring any issues, mm-hmm. get the remaining eight songs mastered. Ooh. And at that point, we, uh, we go into just making sure that the final mode, listening to everything, Sounds making sure right. we don't need to go back and edit anything. We don't need to go back and EQ, re-EQ anything special. Mm. And at that point, 
we get our artwork together. Now that we have a name, we can base artwork off that name. That's right. That'll be, that's what I'll be working on this week. Yep. And then we get it to duplication. Mm-hmm. And uh, once uh, duplication's done, it's going to be out there. Sounds but good. I have uh, uploaded mm-hmm. Make It Happen to Reverb Nation, which... I did listen to is, that. Yeah, ...has been shared on Facebook. Sounds good. It did. The, it sounded really good. That is now, who did you replace Dave and I with? Who did you get for session I players? I know, man. Uh... <laughs> I believe I had uh, Dave Gatulis on lead guitar. Really? <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And no problem with that. What's that? Yeah, no, no problem, problem with that. that. No yeah. problem with that. Yeah. Skunk's awesome. Exactly. And uh, I had uh, Ray Osier stopped in and redid all the vocals. Oh, oh nice. Very nice. nice. So thank very you, Ray. Nice. Thank very you, Ray. Nice. So. Got a younger guy doing the vocals, right? So, you know, yeah. Yeah, you got to do that. Mike Argwin was replaced with a drum machine. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's a, that's a drum machine um, that you hear there. Bass, <laughs> bass is all me. Really? So, yeah, I, I kept the bass. I thought it was just you farting into a microphone. No, no, he that did it with a keytar. No, I do that, that when I break strings. Yeah. Oh. No, no, he played it with a keytar though. Keytar, yeah, yeah, exactly. Keytar back in. For it. You yeah. know, you know, funny. I was, um, playing, I was playing one. No, I was playing once. I forgot. I think it was somewhere down near Rocky Point in Rhode Island. Um, and the sax player in the band was just. I, I usually I play with guys who don't have a problem with drugs or drinking or anything. But this one guy. He used to go out and get, you know, toke up, do pills, and drink Oschlager in his van between every set. So one one night he just had too much, and he came out and sang all his horn parts <laughs> because he couldn't play. <laughs> so it was like, dun up, dun and he would just awful. hold his horn like he was playing. It was hysterical. And you had to see this guy. He was funny. Yeah, he had, barely had any teeth. He just, he, he just, he probably wasn't even that old. But he had just done so much drugs in his five. life, he looked like he was like 75. <laughs> wow. He's still living, though. Still living. Living, still the, kicking living it. the beautiful life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he used to go to Berkeley, and, uh, and during the day, he would just do drugs and, and practice. So that he, when he went out to a bar and he played, he could still get high and my, play. My question to you is this. Was he just practicing on how to do the drugs? Uh, I think that was part of it. I think oh, it was okay. part of his yeah, curriculum at Berkeley. <laughs> well, you said he, he would do drugs in practice. I'm like, hmm. Mm, yeah. he's, he's shooting placebos. Shooting placebos. Mm. That's a great name for an album. It is. Or a ah, band. The shooting placebos. Shooting placebos. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the shooting placebos. Ooh, that's a better name for a band. Yeah, oh, like my goodness. Shooting placebos. Better than the shooting placentas. Yeah, better, better than eating placenta. Oh, 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 oh. So, Lady Bean, we haven't heard from you. Well, how do you feel about all this voting? Where were the names that, did the name win that, that you wanted to win? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the one you voted for? Um, I actually voted... For Shadow Plan because the title that I wanted to win actually didn't even make the top five and now I can't even remember what that title was. Really? And that that was yeah. good. That I, it's I was not in there. But um, I was glad to see Shadow Plan win. I think it's kind of a cool cool title. Although I'm a little bummed that Funk Rock Love Child didn't make it up there. But there's always the next album. I, I have to agree with you on that. 
<laughs> yeah, but you should be happy because I, I really think that one, out of everything there, mm-hmm. besides Shadow Plan, that one, something is definitely going to be done with because we all like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be pretty happy that we're excited about that title. And it might even, be one it of the even made it that right. far. I mean, that's, I love it. I think it's a great, I, I think it's a great title. <laughs> There's something wrong with that my, boy. My- my big thing was that funk rock love child, I think, was actually just one of those spur of the moment things that just kind of spilled out and went, oh, hey, that's awesome, and didn't think anything would ever come of it. So a little bit of heartbreak there. But if it's being kept in the back records for something special, <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think God. that might have been a day that all poop names were, were running around for like three or four hours. I, I believe that was that day. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> that was probably one of the only good names. Captain Poopy in the Dirty Pants? Yes. Hey, at least my walls got sanded while I was doing it. Ooh. That's what I was doing. I don't want to know what that means, man. It means he was sanding his walls. Sanding drywall. Ow. <laughs> Someone's got uh, just a... Who's got the brain today out of you two? I, don't I think know. John does, Sabrina. actually. Yeah, Sabrina's got, Sabrina, got the name. Bean's, Bean's not only got John's brain, she's got something else in, his per, in her purse, too. Hey, hey! It's in a jar on the bureau. <laughs> Would that be a mason jar? <laughs> not anymore. Well, I'm not sure if it's... His, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure if it's John's balls that are in a jar, though, because... Uh, there's no way to have that voice if his balls were in a jar. <laughs> have to be a dick. What are you trying to say? Because you got that voice, baby. <laughs> so you got any questions for us, girl? Um, you know, I've been mulling a few things over this week and listening to some of the old podcasts and hearing some of the amazingly strange stories that have come out of you guys. I think what we might do, mm-hmm. and this is just a shot in the dark. Yes. But Dave, you are one who has a backlog of stories. Oh no! Oh my! Oh yes! You know why that is? It's because he's old. <laughs> what? What? <is> that? <laughs> But we're we're gonna take a selection here, kids, and we're gonna start a little segment called DJR History. What? I got some history. Let's, let's let's do a little trip back in time with David John Reese, kids. Let's get to know your singer. So for the DJR History Files, Dave, Corey, can you pull out of that backlog? What? I didn't catch that. That's because you were breathing into the mic. Oh, sorry. I think I was yawning. <laughs> Where did you lose me? Because there was a whole tangent, man. No, with the last I just didn't catch the last sentence. The last sentence was, so taking a trip back in time, kids, with David John Reese. Dave, what story do you have from your childhood that's going to put a stitch in our sides? Is that better? Oh, isn't that special? <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a little elf, doesn't she? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh-oh. That's John's language. You can't use his words. <laughs> she looks like an elf. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's he done with that? Uh, wait a minute, wait, wait. Uh, on a side note, next mm. video podcast we do, I'm putting on elf ears just to spite you and see if you can keep a straight face, Dave. No, no, no. Oh. Put, put, on a, put on a beard so you look like a dwarf. Hey, you know, maybe one of us should wear antlers. Uh, <laughs> one of us should wear horns. Oh, you should wear the you should wear the ears. The R2-D2 with the Mickey Mouse those ears. Are, those are Todd's. And Todd will wear one of his No, helmets. I'll wear a clone trooper helmet. Oh, Todd definitely needs to wear his Thor helmet, without a doubt. Uh, going back to the days, back to the days. Well, I did just tell a story, but I'm sure I could whip up another one from somewhere. Uh, I'm sure. (laughs) Trying to think of a good one. You guys give me an era. Give me an era. The thirties. (laughs) <laughs> tell us about the 50s well, gangster days <laughs> way back then tell us about prohibition dave prohibition uh let me see tell us tell us a story yeah about mm-hmm. 1978 1978 well back then let me see now i was uh a young toddler, about maybe, maybe say, maybe I'll say I was about uh, 17 years old, okay. I believe. And I was playing down at HRR, you know. Hard Rock Road. That's right. Okay. You know, because we all were back then, you know. And uh, there were some good times. I can tell you, this is a good story. We were... Um, one of the bands down at HRR was called Mossy and the Stone Crushers. And uh, the girl's still playing around today. She had been, Mossy had played with like Hendrix and uh, she'd gone out with like a bunch of rock stars and stuff. And she came down and um, in fact, you should, you should hear her part in the movie is like the stories and that thing. The nice. stuff I had to keep out was even more incredible. But um, she, uh, you know, they were playing with that band, so they, so they played at this local club called the Frat House, and um, we're all standing there, and, you know, so we're all young kids, and it's like, moms come, right? Moms show up, you yep. know? So this one kid's mom, uh, this one kid, Bob Hughes' mom, came, and for some reason, she didn't stand on the stage where, the, where her son was standing, you know, maybe that we were all standing in front of the stage, so she just, you know, went over to the other side. So she's standing in front of this bass player. And this bass player had proclivity to, um, let's just say he was a little wild. He then went into a punk band where he used to spit at the audience and shoot venom at them out of his mouth. Really? Yeah, he was, he was a wild man. Is this the, uh, the bass player I've seen you share pictures of? Uh, plays in a punk band currently? No, no, okay. no. Now he plays. He play actually plays guitar in like a, an eighties hair metal. Christian band. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. hair metal right. band. No, he's still out of his mind. I went to his birthday party over this weekend and or last weekend, and he was out of his mind, drunk. Well, whose mind was he in? Uh, John Malkovich's. Thank you. Probably, probably so. Um, but anyway, so he's standing on the stage shooting his venom, <laughs> this poor person's mother, <laughs> and going wild. Well. They're all trying out things. You're, 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 you're 17. You're trying out different clothes. Wait a second. Right? You said he was shooting venom? Yeah. Is his real name Bane? <laughs> <laughs> Bane. What's his name? What? 
Nobody cared who I was till I put the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, when you're young, you're, you, you try on different clothes, right? You, you know, to see what dress. works on stage. You know, see what, see what looks good That's on you. That's why Dave wore a dress. Mm, definitely never wore a dress. I didn't even wear, I've never even wore a kilt. I didn't even I'd like pants. to see Johnny wear a kilt. I'm not wearing a kilt. I think you need to wear a kilt. Man. I'm not wearing you a kilt. You are a kilt kind of man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I can see you with the bagpipe strapped over your shoulder with the guitar. I hit you with a bagpipe. <laughs> are you going to wear them little shorts like Angus Young? No. <laughs> How about a Stormtrooper outfit? I, you know, I would, but yeah. I wouldn't be able to play in it. Oh, well, I thought I could play now, but, All you know. Right. Well, like like uh, uh, Mr. Mr. T-Man over here, he dons the 90s gear for, for, that, for that nice band he played with last night. Yeah, but it's pretty funny. I mean, the uh, the difference between what I wear for 90s and what I wear for us is pretty close, <laughs> actually. Ain't that much different. I mean, I take off the flannel, it looks like I'm in the shelter. You know? There you go. Oh, Easy man. transition it from band very, to band. We have to play on the same night. Absolutely. Beautiful thing. Changed my shoes, though. I don't wear the mocks for uh, grunge. I but, never saw a grunge band wear moccasins. Well, back in 78, yeah, the whole... Um, th- things were changing. So people were trying to... The first spandex were really coming out. So he went out and got himself a pair of spandex. Try them on. And he's a wild looking dude. He's a big dude. So a big dude wearing spandex. And I know those it looked like, like a Play-Doh tight. Fun Factory. Right? Yeah, the Fun Factory is right out front happening. So uh, <laughs> he's got them on. I can remember them clear as day, man. They were blue. Almost the color of Todd's base over there. And um, a little more blue. And to sparkly. It's like an aqua you know, blue. I mean, they're, they're spandex. So, you know, they're kind of freaky. And it was the late 70s. So you can imagine. You know, if you can remember the disco era, it was pretty bad with the spandex going on. So... He's got them on, and they're rocking on. They're doing whatever songs they're doing, you know, because they used to do some originals, some covers, some stuff like that. And uh, I don't, I couldn't even remember what song it was because it wasn't bad anyway. But his pants popped open. You know, the little, little belt popped. So he's like, hey, this is cool. This is cool. You know, you can keep it going. Well, then the zipper popped. <laughs> what else was popping? So something popped out because he was going commando. <laughs> now, this man got flaming red hair, flaming red hair. And he had big red dew coming down. And obviously down, downstairs was, you know, the coppage match to drink. So <laughs> because Dave was staring, that's how he knows he this. He verified this. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's another side story to that. We used to drive around in this little Pinto, like push as many people into a pinto as we can and uh did you have a death wish <laughs> hey let's get rewritten and explode yay exactly. so um you know you'd be driving down the street and you're- oh, i think it was the movie top secret with yeah, val kilmer yeah, yeah. freaking pinto <laughs> hey i used to have a pinto so, so i had a chevette so i feel your pain so we were driving down the street you know you'd be driving out you'd be stopped at a red light and some girls would pull up next to you probably in their nova or something cool like that and they had an afro too Probably did. See, so he he rolled down the window, whip out his dick, and I'm like playing with it in the window while he stopped at the red light in front of the girls. This is the kind of person he was. So he's standing on stage and he's playing, and he realizes, you know, all this is happening. So he kind of kind of does this, you know, check check out what's going on. 
Well, he's, he looks up and he sees the mother standing right in front of him. And he flips his face up like this. <laughs> it's show. Nice. It does it a full awesome. show. Nice. <laughs> it just keeps doing it until the mother like realizes it. It just it's like mortified. Wow. Oh, it was just like everybody's laughing because, you know, we're kids. We're all teenagers well, yeah. hopped up on hormones and God knows what else. So, so probably our first time we're like drinking beer at a club kind of thing. So, so along the lines of that story, let me tell you something 78. So, I kind of had the same kind of incident in 78. I used to like run around outside without any clothes on. Right around in the yard. In the streaking. I'm with you there actually. Yeah. Not a problem. Uh, what's that? Streaking. Literally. Yes. Had wow. no problem. I would just be woo, run around. Seventy-eight, absolutely. I had in seventy-eight. And the difference how old were you? I was four, <laughs> and I was five. That's the difference. Yes. Yeah. Well, my so. wife was my well, my wife was my your wife, wife would have been would have been five or six. Five, five. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. She would have yeah. been five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, same age as you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you so you can see how even you know even though you're seventeen mm-hmm. and we were four, the stories kind of correlate. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the same, but completely different. Look at my winky. Hey, Mom. The sad thing is, is Todd still does this to this day in his backyard. <laughs> he runs around going, look at my winky. <laughs> That's a secret. Well, there's my story from the 70s. Any when questions, people? That, <laughs> I'm haunting wabbits. You're haunting wabbits when you're doing Well, all right. So let's go back. I mean, uh, this was back in the 70s. So like first gig. What were your first gigs like, man? Oh, my first gig? Well, your first, it doesn't even have to be like a first real gig or just something. The first time you ever played in a club. Okay, first time I played in an actual club. Yeah, um, that would have had to be with my first band, mm-hmm. Twisted Young Minds. Oh yeah, with uh, the esteemed skunk Dave Gatulis on, on guitar, yeah. um, John Gordon on drums. Ooh. He was also the fisherman, and um, Bob Melanson on vocals at that time. Mm. And we played a club that's no longer there in Taunton, Mass, called the Mainstream Cafe. Really? Uh, it's since burned to the ground. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Because they played there. But yeah, we, we played there and uh, we decided it was a good idea to play a gig on Super Bowl Sunday. Nice, nice. <laughs> so as you can imagine, on a Super Bowl Sunday, a lot of people come out to see rock and roll shows. Oh, yeah. All so you had time. three people there? We had, uh, no, I said there was probably five people there. And that's counting the band. And they were all high school friends that basically, you know, hey, you know, kind of obligated to be there. But uh, yeah, that was that was my first club gig. We played. I can't remember the band we played with, but they were kind of upset with us because I apparently we were using some of their pedals, and apparently we left stuff plugged in to waste their batteries. And <laughs> I have a recording Dear of them. Uh, I have a recording of that gig with with them actually yelling at us. It's awesome. Oh. Yeah. My, my first. Have, oh no! Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I have to say that was probably. 1990? Really? Maybe. Maybe even yeah. earlier than that. No shit. Yeah. You'd be wow. surprised about mine. What was it? Uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. With Driven, the band right before this one. Wow. You're kidding. No. I, I, I was in high school bands and played you know parties and shit like yeah. that, but never played in the club until Driven. Wow. I did four shows with them, and then we were done. Mm-hmm. And then I started forming this band about a month after that. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, because... I got a taste of being on stage at a club. Yeah, yeah, you want it. That's that. a drug, man. It is a drug. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And that's why I'm like, no, I need to put another band together that's a little more commercial than what I was playing in the last band. The last band was more of a 
drop D Godsmack type sound. I, and I say Godsmack, we don't really like them, but I, I use them because most people know who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, for reference. Uh, and I said, you know, as much as I like playing the heavy stuff, hard rock sells. Hard rock sells more than the heavy stuff. Well, it's a bigger audience. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. So let's let's put together a blues rock based band that sounds mm-hmm. like you know, just classic four on the floor rock and roll. Yeah, and uh, and the shelter happened because of that. We are definitely not just four on the floor rock and roll. No, but there's no. a lot of lot of lot of that. In we're it. all over. Yeah, yeah, but we're all over the place now. We got funk in there. We got R and B. You know, we we got uh, what blues. There's rock. There's metal. There's hard rock. There's yeah. uh, death metal. There's oh, cannibal corpses in there. Not really, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be some drop D. Sometimes we sound like Slipknot, but not really. <laughs> Sometimes we sound like Departure Family, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we're in key, but not, not really. really. Never really. <laughs> and sometimes we are a Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, three fifty. Speaking of which, yeah, I started playing the South Park video game yesterday. Oh, how was it? The Stick of Truth. Yeah, it's good. It's one of the funniest games I have ever played in my fucking life. <laughs> It, it is like watching an episode of the show as you play. Oh, that's awesome. I literally made a guy that looks like me in South Park. He even has a black shirt with a skull on the front of it. Oh, that is hysterical. I'll tell you right now, it is the funniest damn thing when Cartman calls you douchebag. Hey, hey you gotta, uh, you, can you get the little thing, like the little character? A little character. And can you post the little character of you? I don't know. I, I, I can probably take a picture of my phone and post it. Oh, that would be hysterical. Um, the, the, the funny thing is, no matter what you pick for a name, mm-hmm. Carmen calls you douchebag. Oh, that's funny, man. And that becomes your name in the game. So I am now Sir Douchebag, actually. Sir Douchebag. He just knighted me. So I am Sir. And I have magic. I can fart. Yeah. Or I can fart in my hand and throw it at people. You are a huge nerd. Yes, I am a huge nerd. But the game is funny as hell. Duh. Winning. (laughs) Well, my first gig was kind of comical. Um, We went to... Played at this club in an afternoon. Now, incidentally, people, remember, when Dave had his first gig, they didn't have electricity, so everything was acoustic. <laughs> we played at this place that used to... Um, acoustic? I thought they were banging sticks against rocks. rocks yes. Well, we got together. This first guitar player that I ever played To play with, guitar, he, he would pull up a cat's tail, and he would just strum on it. <laughs> you know, I thought you that got, was a turtle. Oh, got, I'm sorry, it was a turtle. You got all kinds of crappy equipment, like the guys had like Univox guitars and all kinds of stuff. You probably guys probably haven't. Ah, uh, Uni- no, uh, Univox. Wasn't that the Sears brand? Probably. No, was. that was uh, Silvertone. Yeah, yeah Silvertone. You're right, you're, right, you're right. I used to have an old Sears Silvertone Les Paul. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, one of the coolest amps I've ever played through mm-hmm. is an old Silvertone 1467, I believe it's called. Yeah. It was the amp case. It was a little tube amp mm-hmm. inside the guitar case. Oh. That thing sounds mean. It screams. Oh, Crank it. It's just got you know volume. Oh yeah. Turn it all the way up and play. And it's tubes. They start breaking up. Great sound out of it. If I could, if I could get one now, I would. Whoa. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, yeah. man. We even had shit like. Definitely do that. Like 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 a like a PA head going into a you know a cat go out by a speaker and build a wooden cabinet. You know, yeah, that's good. You know, yeah. Like that kind of shit. So we're all like I don't know maybe like fifteen. And uh, we got this gig. It's like on a, on a like Sunday afternoon in a club. And the club was one of those places, you know, that had like the peanuts on the floor and you could buy pictures and they pretty much... Why was Charlie track. Brown on the floor? <laughs> so I get up there and I sing and I'm like, I'm singing fine. Rehearsal, I'm good to go. Everything is fine. Um, so we got to do this Who tune. <laughs> oh, but this is funny. We didn't have a bass player, right? So like a day before we're going to do this gig, like on the Saturday, this kid comes walking up the street 
And he knocks on the door and he's like, you guys need a bass player? We are like, yeah. He's like, I play bass. <laughs> he comes in with a Rickenbacker. And he didn't even practice with us. I'll tell you right he's now, like, I'll be he at walks the gig. with a Rickenbacker, you're in. Yeah, he, he just showed up at the gig. I don't even think he rehearsed with us. And we get there and we are playing. Now, the, it didn't actually sound that bad. Like you would think it would sound unbelievably awful. It really wasn't that bad. Like we're playing like Skinner and God knows what. And uh, so we play this new song. And it was one of the ones where, where Pete Townsend sings a little bit. And so I go to sing that part. And the way he sings it live, he kind of like, you know, kind of goes out of key a little bit. He's like, ah, you know, he gets one of those. So I did one of those. And then I'm like, for some reason, I just got caught in that. And I'm like, everything I sang after that was like, ah, it just sounded like I was singing out of key. That explains it. You're still doing it, aren't you? That. Yeah, I do it for <laughs> I did it, I think, a little bit out of a couple of the first takes of this album. Uh, <laughs> but I was just doing, it was just hysterical. And then the guy, the owner was just like, yeah, please, don't come back. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. But uh, after that, that I, I got in a punk band and we just went full throttle and it didn't matter. You were in a punk band, really? Uh, that was really what I, yeah, that's how I kind of started. Cannot picture you in a punk band. Oh, yeah. I was in a punk band. Yeah, with the guy, it. the guy I was telling you about with the pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who uh, owned the house, FHRR, the, you know, the main guy, the drummer. And this punk guitar player I had who was actually playing in like, the, who has a rockabilly band kind of. He kind of formed his own niche lately. It, he doesn't have a drummer. He's just got an upright bass player, an acoustic guitar player, and he plays electric. No drummer. And they're, they're playing everywhere, man. They're playing like... Wow. Uh, they play up in Boston. They play in New York. They play pretty much everywhere. So it's not like uh, they like built their own little niche, which I think is fantastic. A niche? Yeah. You have a niche to scratch. You know. I have a niche and I just but uh, yeah, that's and that we uh, we were just like we we got together. We started writing songs in college, and um, and I uh, and we knew kind of knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't. We were like, we need to record this somehow. So we went down to HR and we asked these guys to play with us. You know, just to. And dude, they just went full throttle at punk. So you got these guys with like heavy rock uh, chops, like really good rock chops playing punk. And they were so aggressive, like they were just aggressive people. They were just whooping ass, like seriously whooping ass on punk shit. It was just, it was, it was amazing. Nice. In fact, I uploaded one of the songs. It's on, um, it's on my YouTube thing, but it's funny. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it out. out, man. And that way back 82 when everybody was loud, arrogant, opinionated. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> all thought we were the best and all thought everybody else was hacks, including ourselves. <laughs> some, uh, of us, some of us are still opinionated, uh, mm-hmm. opinionated. Yep. It's true. I'm trying to calm that down. In my I'm not saying you. No, no. I, I, trust too. me. I've been trying to calm that down. I could be a lot worse. Trust me. I could be picking on every little thing, but I ain't doing that no more. I'm too tired. Exactly. Too tired, too There's old. no need to. Hey, man. You got to let people grow at their own rate. Absolutely. You know, I actually learned that from my wife. You know, I used to like try to mold women. And when I met my wife, I said, I'm not doing that no more, man. Whatever she you is, can't, she is. Yeah, you can't mold Jenna. Yeah, you can't mold She's Jenna. She's her own person. Yeah, and like my friends would be like, oh, man, why are you letting her drink so much? Why are you letting her do all these things? And I'm like, 
dude, she's 19 years old and I'm 31. Yeah. Like, if I don't let her go through this, if I stop her from going through this, she's going to resent me. It's uh -huh. like, just let her do it. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. 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 So, Sabrina, we haven't heard from you. What was your first gig? <laughs> <laughs> about your first job <coughs> my first job yeah because you know i don't have a first gig <laughs> you do sure you do when when was the first time that you sang karaoke oh yeah there you go in front of people there you go oh wow um hang on i gotta think about this because johnny v is actually better at remembering dates than i am he has got an amazing memory for that stuff but i do remember the first time i sang karaoke it was with him at a small karaoke bar in Shrewsbury, Mass, called Willikers, or G. Willikers. And um, I had gotten a sitter for the kids that night. We had gone up. We met a bunch of friends there and just kind of hung out. And we knew the DJ, and we knew the DJ's daughter. So we had gone there, and I, had, I, I am terrified to sing in front of people. Like, I am absolutely terrified to and, sing in front and, of and, and for those of you out there who don't know, she shouldn't be, because Bean has an amazing singing voice. I've heard it many a time, and you should not be ashamed of your voice. You have a great voice, so you should be showcasing it as much as you can. I know. I wanted to get her on this album. I don't know why we didn't end up doing that, but I did want to get you singing on this album. Maybe the next one. Definitely the next no, one. No, Bean needs to do like some solo stuff. Really? She needs to showcase her voice. She doesn't need to be a background player. Really? She's got a great voice. Why don't you guys just get her? Why the hell did you get me? <laughs> ah, look, because she's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, coming from Todd, that's a huge compliment. And I mean, I've heard you guys know how it is when your significant other or your insignificant other compliments you on something. You're like, nah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, no Even though. They mean it from the bottom of their heart, and they're being completely sincere with you because Johnny V has said to it, said it to me many times. I don't know why you're so afraid to sing. You have an amazing voice. And the funny thing is, I cannot hear myself when I sing. Hmm. I have no idea what I sound like. Ah. Absolutely no idea what I sound like. I have no idea what my range is. We're going to have to record you one day then. Well, he's been trying to talk me into doing a few things because I found out that um, I can sing very much like Shannon from Godsmack. Okay. I can also sing like Ronnie James Dio. Ooh. I can sing like Dave Matthews. Really? I, I don't have a lot of female vocalists that I sound like because I have a deeper... A deeper voice for a woman. I've heard you do that, uh, that chicky-poo from... Uh Oh, uh, what's a, the, what's, I can't, I'm, I'm having a Dave Ritchie moment here. Uh, <laughs> bring me to You're life. Gonna... Evanescence. I've heard yeah, you do that. I can do that, but you got to look at it this way. Listen to her voice. She has a thicker, fuller, deeper voice. Yes, she has a very wide operatic range. And let me tell you, she's got a set of lungs. Oh my God, can that girl hold a note? But, that's the difference. She has that deeper range. Not a lot of women have that very deep range. Like, um, who was it from Heart? Um, oh, Ann oh Wilson? my God, Nancy. I could. I was drawing like a complete blank. I sang Barracuda once, hmm. and John goes, "Why don't you like singing Heart? You have the perfect voice to do Heart." 
And it's just, uh, Barracuda is like the only song I know by heart. So well, You know, we should try it one day in rehearsal and just uh, just let you come up and give it a shot, man. You know? Well, I, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that because I've been regretting for a long time not listening to Johnny Vio mm. on this one. Mm. And it's kind of come back to bite me in the ass. And so I catch myself singing while I'm doing the dishes. I catch myself singing while I'm in the shower. I'm... Singing when nobody's home because at that point I'm not afraid to belt out as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be like, if you get up there and it doesn't come out as well as you wanted it to, don't be discouraged, man. It's just, just getting acclimated to the situation. Like, you got to keep trying it until you find your, you know, your foothold in it, you know? It's and you'll be able to do it. I, I guarantee it. If these guys say you can sing, I believe you can sing, man. Believe Get it or not, Dan, do it. Believe it or not, I actually have a clip of Bean singing. So what? just give me a sec here. I'm gonna play you it do. for you. Ready? Here we go. This I is, know. Oh, this, shut this, up. This is Bean. Oh, it's hard. I mean, oh. listen to that range, that vibrato in that oh, voice. Man, awesome. that Unbelievable. Sick. Very professional sounding. <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm talking about right there. But, um, bring it back hey, up. Johnny. Hey, listen. Johnny. Yes. I'll always love you. <laughs> oh my god Todd's broken <laughs> I broke I broke Bean okay so what, 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 what you kept saying my name what what um do you remember what was the first time I sang karaoke because it was with you at G Willikers in Shrewsbury do I remember what you sang or when you sang when do you remember how long ago it was Three, four years ago? That was the first time I ever sang in public. To answer your roundabout question, Dave, because we got started there and got here, that was the first time I've ever sang in public, and I got off that stage. I was bright red, and I was shaking. I was scared out of my mind. Hmm. And Hell everybody yeah. got up clapping, and I thought everybody in the room had either lost their mind or somebody had leaked laughing gas in the place. <laughs> and Johnny V goes... I don't know what the hell you were so worried about. You did fine. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. She sings at the house all the time. Yeah, no, that's what she was saying. She sings in the, but, sings in the showers. But she won't sing in front of other people, usually. You got to give it a shot, girl. I mean, Todd doesn't count. He's not other people. Just get a little hand <laughs> no, and get in front of the microphone of her. I, I said, I said, she's got an amazing voice and she's really got to showcase yeah. it. You know, don't don't be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> Bean. Well, John, well I would. I was just telling the guys I've gotten past that and I regret not going after it earlier because when your insignificant other constantly encourages you and you don't believe them, you tend to regret it later when you hear it from other people. And unfortunately, with a lot of people, that's how it happens. Well, uh, just I think everybody's had, just about everybody's had a moment like that where I'm sitting there going, damn it, he's right and I need to get off my ass and do this. You know, you have a really good point. Um uh, I was just actually tell, talking about the same thing with my wife the other day. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about this theory that, like like Einstein, uh, he came up with all his theories before he got a woman, before before he really started getting laid and being a pussy hound, right? 
Einstein came up with he could never like unify a theory after that. Like he could never he could come up with a lot of ideas and a lot of things that have been proven out since, but he couldn't do it. That's because it's, once you come, you turn into a fucking moron. Well, I would say it could because after you get a woman or you discover women in general, you become you become almost distracted. And and you never you don't keep your same focus as you did before. And it's just it's the weakness of men. So um but there's the there's the other side of that too. Uh, I, I told my wife. I said after I met her, it was it was almost just the opposite because she was always saying, "You're better than you think you are. You can do this. You can do more. You can, you know, don't listen to these other idiots in the band. You can do you can do whatever the hell you want." That's what and does when to I me. started playing with Todd, actually, I realized, you know, I can play guitar. I can I can do all these other things that I that I've been wanting to do that I always knew I could do. But I was, somebody else was always telling me, ah, nah, nah, you know, because we all used to tell each other that we were all wicked hacks. So it starts to get feed into your brain after a while. Yeah, but even even yeah. if you feel like that, you know, okay, we're, yeah. we're just a bunch of hacks. Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah. I feel like that's all I am. I just yeah. I, I'm a guy who likes to play guitar. Yeah. But I don't let I don't let anything like that Determine. hold me back. Yeah. I you know what? If I put my mind to it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know, if I want to learn how to play piano, well, damn it, I'm gonna learn how to play piano. Exactly. Right. I mean. People say the three of us are hacks all the time. We just go, yeah, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we're fine with that because you know what? We're hacks who do get people down to the club to see the hacks on stage. That's right. And at least we're give, we're doing something. We're giving it a shot. We're making our own music. No. We're but, making but, it happen. But but with my wife, like she used, to, she spurred me on so much that went once I, I I don't know I got kicked out and went back to this band. I just didn't care when I went back and I had all this confidence that I I, I came into my own and I really what what was inside of me really came out. And I really became the singer I should have been all those years, you know. It was just uh, so, and that, and that's I think the same thing with you, Miss Bean. You know, you just gotta let it out, girl. Actually, I was thinking about it, and there's a song by Godsmack that I can never get the name of right, and Johnny knows what it is, um, where they do the acoustic duet. Touche. I yeah. I was down with you guys. And do an acoustic version of Touche and sing along with Johnny because our voices harmonize very well in that song. I'll tell you, it's nice. It's nice when you walk off and somebody's like, holy shit, you can sing. Or holy shit, you can play. Yeah, every time Johnny every time Johnny does karaoke, he does one particular song and when he gets off stage, people just keep like I mean, they just I mean they they can't get enough. They're like drooling over him. That's because he's dead and sexy. You are such an asshole. <laughs> Motherfucker Rick rolled me. <laughs> Actually, a funny story about that. I was a karaoke DJ for many, many, many years. And I always did Papa Was a Rolling Stone from The Temptations. So when I would go, and you hear my voice. Yeah. You know what I look like. Yeah. When I walk into a club in an Ozfest t-shirt, ripped up jeans yeah, yeah, and a yeah. pair of sneakers, and, and I put that. up... At a place that's never heard me sing before. Everybody has never met me. Everybody looks and just says, <laughs> That's it right there. Yes, they do. Um, and I go and I put in Papa's Rolling Stone. And then the guy looks at me kind of funny, like, Really? And then I go up to sing and I tell the guy, Hey, man, uh, put my mic on like one, two. What do you mean? They won't hear you. No, they'll hear me. I have a big mouth. Hmm. Put it on one, two. And of course, he already thinks I can't sing, or at least not that kind of music because of how I'm dressed. Mm. How I look. I love going up there and doing it. It's a blast, dude. Yeah. You see the look in his face when all of a sudden he goes to turn my mic down, first off. But second off, how the hell is that kid singing this? Because I'm a little tiny guy. I'm not a big dude. Yeah. The voice does not match what I look like. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's, it's funny as hell. <laughs> it, it, right there. And it is funny as hell to see the look on people's faces. Oh, they're, yeah. They're already, they're already saying before you get up there, why the hell is this guy doing this song? He can't sing this. Yeah, it was funny. And then uh, go from that and sing Slipknot later on. I, I went out the other night um, just, just to go hang out with one of my friends who was doing like a blues jam the other night. And, uh, you have friends? Yeah. <laughs> so I, just I, I, I just walked up to the kid to say hi. And the guitar player goes, we were just talking about you, man. You got you to you come up and sing a song. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But I didn't really come in. I came here you know, to say hi and you know, support. But I'm dressed like this. So I'm dressed in like you know, a baseball cap and I'm not dressed like a blues guy. And he's saying ABBA. I'm, I'm not dressed like a blues guy. At all. You know, all these guys are like, uh, right? So I'm like, eh. So I get up there and sing, and my friend is singing with me. I mean, he's playing. He's playing drums with me during part of the song. And he's listening to me, and then they stop in the middle of the song. We were doing Hoochie Coochie, man. We stop okay. in the middle of the song, and the drummer comes out from behind his set with just his hi-hat and just starts playing in the audience. And the guitar player turned down, and the bass player turned down, and they just started playing like really soft and really light. And... And I walked out into the audience with the drummer and started singing a cappella, doing the song. Well, he hands off his drum thing to, uh, you know, he hands off his hi-hat to another drummer. Another drummer comes and sits behind the set. And so we now he stands in the audience. I've known this guy for years. And he's like, you know, I always knew you were good. You know, I've done sound for you or whatever. And um, when I stopped singing, he's like, I didn't realize you were that good. And I'm like, and I'm standing there, and out of the corner of my eye, and I'm thinking, I'm just doing what I always do. But I'm looking at the guy, this old guy, who's an old, black, blind, blues guy, right? Kai, this is a guy I want to impress, right? Right. I, I want to sound like. So I, I go to, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I'm not black enough. I'm not, I, I don't have enough soul. These guys are playing shit behind me. It's like, it's not working, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking in my own head, Right. The audience is clapping, and I'm like, I, but I blow. I think I blow because I'm not, I'm not impressing this, this old guy, you know? As, you know. You are what you are in your own head, I guess, you know? You know? But speaking of Johnny, you said that you only played uh, in a club before this band. How many, what was the biggest audience you played for, though? At that time? Uh, or even fuck. since, even since. Since? Yeah. Auburn. Auburn. Auburn? What yeah, you that was a, yeah. a few thousand people. Really? That was yeah. fun, nice. man. That was we were opening for, and I'm gonna name drop here, Glenn Stewart, who's kind of a country alternative country. That's, he calls it. He calls it country country that kicks. There you go. Ooh, nice. it's, it's like rock country. And nice. he's a he's a pretty nice guy. Uh, we've opened for him more than once, quite a few times actually. Uh, but that was the Auburn Fourth of July Festival for the town of Auburn. Nice. So it was in this big field, and I mean, it, I'll tell you right now, and Tuttle, Tuttle will agree, it was hot that day. It was really hot. It, it was like it, being on tattoo. There was hot. there was about six bands. We were the band going on right before Glenn. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we played for about forty five minutes to an hour. Both that, yeah. It was great. It was you know they had a sound. They had a tractor trailer bed that we were playing on as a stage. Um, it was cool, man. It was. As a matter of fact, if you go on and do a search on YouTube. For the song "Our Own Little Asgard," mm -hmm. it will come up with a video from that show. Really, and what you see in the still is a picture of Lady Bean in jean shorts. What's <laughs> uh? There's a picture of you guys doing Asgard. It's a video of us at that particular festival. Yeah. It's not the acoustic one. No, 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 no. no, 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 no we've no, got, no, we've no, got, no. we've got a few, uh, few videos from no, that. Few videos from, from the well, I didn't know that days. it was from that. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. In fact, and then there's. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube from Ruff Ashler, but that particular one comes to mind only because every time I see it, I laugh because I see Bean on it. Yeah. 
so it was pretty funny. And she actually gets up during it, goes, and then comes back. So you see her walk around a couple times. It's really funny. Um, but if you look up on stage, you, there's Todd, myself, um, some other people, and uh, they're all we're all in sunglasses because it's bright. It's, the sun is in your face. The whole time we were playing, we had the sun right in our face. But it was so much fun. It yeah. was the only show my dad came to, too. It was it was fun. It was a couple things on that. I mean, I remember opening that show playing the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, I can't, don't believe yes. I had the balls to do something you did? like that. You yeah. Did by, yeah, you did. by myself. Nice. It was and pretty I, cool. Man. I messed up at one point, but the crowd pulled me through because at that point they were all singing along with it. So it's, it, was, it was it was a fun moment. I've never done something like that before. Pretty cool, that man. whole day was fun. Yeah, because that's tough, man, because either people will like it. Or they'll gonna, boo you. And, I, that's exactly I, and it. before I even played it, I apologized to everybody out there. I said, this might be a little something. I'm not going to take any liberties with it, and I apologize if mm. I mess it up, but I mm. feel like it needs. we need to open our set with this. And, and You know what else made that day great was all our families were there. I mean, it was yeah. a family thing. So exactly. it wasn't just, oh, we're, we're in a bar, there's a bunch of drunk people around. It was, there's no drunk people. Yeah. We're all hanging out. There's all families here. There's kids running around oh, yeah. having a good my, time. My three-year-old son was there and actually- Jamming. We got video of him, too. Came up on the stage. Yep. I looked to my right at one moment. My kid's up there. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to go off the front of this thing. And it was, I'll tell you what, that was a fun day for us. It was. Um, and, and speaking of Glenn, Glenn is actually, he's uh, since moved to Nashville. Has, yes. uh, he's, he's actually in the mastering stage of his second album. And I just heard last night that he's been contacted by VH1. Yes, so he has. He's got some things happening for him. So, so way to go, him. Glenn. Absolutely. Good you, Glenn. No, Glenn's good people. Glenn's good people. He's, he's really uh, good people. You know, I jammed with him once. He's uh, he's a very talented guy. You might uh, people around here might recognize the name from from back in the day. He used to play in an eighties metal band that actually had made it onto Headbangers Ball and whatnot. Nice. Um, but he plays bass, drums. He, you know, I mean, he he's, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's a good dude. Good dude. So look out for that album coming out sometime soon if you're into the uh, to the country music. Like I said, it's. I wouldn't even say it's country. It's really not. It's it's more like Southern rock. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the big thing, too, is if you're a fan of Glenn, typically, and I don't know if he's doing it this year, he did it last year, he opened for a band at Indian Ranch and Webster. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, I, I would assume because of what he plays, they're a big country music venue, uh, in, at least in this area. I would assume he's probably going to be there again at some point this summer and, and, and playing at Indian Ranch. and. Uh, so if you really wanted to check him out, you know you can go there and find him. Um, look online for Glenn Stewart. The guy's a phenomenal musician. So uh, how about you, Todd? Is that, that the biggest audience you played for, or was it just a, just another one for you, man? No, no. I have to say that was. I mean, yeah. I've played two gigs that size. Um, the guys I played with in Company of Strangers, they they like to say it was four thousand people, but I want to say it was about the same. Yeah, it was about the same. But the 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 one in Auburn was more memorable for me, just because, like John said, it was more family. And my you know my kid was there, and, and it was a good time. You we know, had that's so much fun exactly. That day. It really was the whole day. Yeah, we were there. What noontime? I think. Oh yeah, maybe a little before that, and we weren't going on till six. Yeah. I think so. And we stayed for the fight till the end of the fireworks. Yeah, so it was I mean, an all day of eating hot dogs and hanging out with families and just running around. We just oh, we had a really good time. Yeah, and we got to play, yeah, which was which is a good time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And we all get to hang out, which is you know with the band we typically just hang out in the band situation because we live kind of far apart from yeah. each other. So it's nice that we get to spend a bunch of hours together mm. with all our families just chilling out and having a good time. Hmm. Exactly. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know which one was the biggest, and I don't. I know it was in the thousands, like a few thousand, but I don't know which one was bigger or what. I, I and when I was younger in the late '80s, we played in front of, 
we did the HJY, um, whatever that stupid rock hunt thing is or whatever the hell it is. Uh, whatever the hell your HJY had. I'm trying to remember. I don't know what they called it. Yeah. But we did that and we came in second or something. Nice. Some stupid band. But um, that was at Rocky Point and that was definitely in front of a few thousand people. I played somewhere, played like a festival outside in the middle of a street. You know, in, you know, like a town square kind of thing. And there was a few thousand people there. Also played at a blues festival. And that probably had probably the most amount of people, I would say. But I couldn't tell you how many exactly, but it was probably in the thousands. Probably about the same as you guys played for. I played somewhere in Connecticut, too, at some big event. Played the Tennis Hall of Fame, but I don't know how many people. That's that's yeah. That's, just don't know. You like you can't gauge. You can kind of gauge yeah. that it's probably three thousand people, but you can't gauge. It might be. Did you say the tennis hall of fame? What? Did you say the tennis hall of fame? Tennis hall of fame. I did not know tennis yeah, ten, hall of fame. Yeah, tennis hall of fame. Newport. Newport. That's yeah, a new no idea. Yeah. Yep, yep. No kidding. Yeah. Just like the rock and roll hall of fame. Don't even bring up the rock and roll hall of fame. They're completely out of touch, idiots. Exactly. Uh, you ain't kidding. Even the local ones are out of touch because uh, there's a Rhode Island. I know there's there's probably a Massachusetts one too, but there's a Rhode Island. Music Hall of Fame, and I'm like, you're just giving these people awards because just because they, they've been around so long, or they had a big name at one time, not because they were any good. Right, right. <laughs> it's like I don't get, I get why you're giving these people awards. <laughs> you know, just kind of pissed me off. But anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's, it's just like it's things. just like the Oscars. It's any award show. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. I think the people that vote for that they're not really part of the general public. Exactly. So it's out of touch. It uh, you know, go with what the general public says. You you would have you would have had Pacific Rim at the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. You got you got that right. You know, Thor. I'm just saying, he, that's, you know, he would have been up collecting an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. A beautiful thing, man. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, man! Speaking of great stuff, though, you guys have uh, any albums that uh, that you thought were great lyrically or great songwriters on, the, on an album king diamond abigail that that's really a one huh yeah i know I, you were telling me about that I, last I, week okay. i think it was even after I, the podcast i like anything that king diamond's done there, i don't think there's a bad song the guy's ever done even with merciful fate yeah i love his voice it's very uh rob halfordy i mean it's yeah, definitely yeah. where he got his inspiration he yeah, did all yeah, the yeah. high falsetto and stuff but abigail you know all his solo stuff is is, is stories mm-hmm. so the whole album's like a concept mm-hmm. The story of Abigail is a really cool story that he, mm. I, I don't know if he made it up or if mm. it's based on a story by someone else, but the the whole album, all the music on it mm. is, I believe it's Andy LaRock on, on mm. guitar, on the lead. Mm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing guitar work, mm. especially for the time. you got to figure this is what, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when heavy metal was still like kind of really big and strong, he, he was killing it. And, and the whole album is just an amazing, amazing piece of work. Mm. And you don't find a lot of that nowadays, unfortunately. Because at the time, don't forget too, we had uh, Queensrÿche doing stuff like Operation Mind, oh, Crime, yeah, and yeah, Empire, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and all that, all kind of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that to me, Abigail, out, out of all, like, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. is probably my favorite late '80s album of all well, time. Do you think that all these guys are always acclaimed as like the great writers, like these? Paul Simon, uh, Bob Dylan kind of people, that they're great poets and great writers. You think For that they time. are as good as as some of the stuff that you're really into? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think... Or do you think that they're over that they're overhyped? Who, like Paul Simon and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. at all. But that doesn't mean that he's not a good performer, songwriter, singer, whatever. Yeah. For their time, yeah. they were revolutionary. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah For yeah. their time. 
Just like late 80s for his time, King was revolutionary. Not really, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. What he was doing, not a lot of people were really doing it first. He's been doing it. That wasn't his first solo. His first one, I believe, was Fatal Portrait, mm-hmm. which is a great song, a great album. Uh, and the one after Abigail, which is them, which is a semi-autobiography of King Diamond's life oh. and his uh, Looney Tunes grandmother. Literally Looney Tunes. She's out of her mind. It's crazy. Um, and it's like it's, it's semi-autobiographical. A lot of this, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, still the other yeah, elements yeah. in it, but uh, people weren't doing that then. You know, and they they really weren't. Shortly after that, I think is when Operation Mindcrime came out, and you started seeing bands on a little more concept mm-hmm. album stuff, where you didn't see it a lot from. Because you got to figure the seventies was the era of the big concept album. Yeah, it kind of died out. Yeah, you know, through most of the eighties, mm-hmm. and then towards the tail end, bands started doing it again. And then I, mm-hmm. I I don't think King. I don't know if King was really you know the the impetus that started that, but he's definitely part of it because he was one of the first people to be doing it again in the late eighties. <laughs> For me, it was. Uh, um the Who by Numbers, believe it or not. That's a great album. It's just great lyrically, I think. I think that's one of the greatest lyric albums ever. Even well, that's a good album. A, on par or better than even uh, Quadrophenia. How about you, T-Man? Songwriters? Yeah. I like, lyrics. I, just something that you, you feel is like just like... Well, biased. okay, if you're going to throw it into two categories. Mm-hmm. One, Lemmy. Lemmy writes oh, songs God, for Lemmy, a yes. lot of bands. A yeah. lot of the greats. Mm-hmm. Works with Ozzy. Yeah, uh, that's that's the one I think top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's a great songwriter. But uh, as far as lyricists, mm-hmm. uh, lyricists, mm-hmm. Geezer, Geezer, oh, oh yeah. absolutely, Geezer, Geezer phenomenal with the lyrics. I mean, he wrote most of the saddest lyrics, for pretty much, he, almost pretty all much. of them. Yeah, yeah. almost anything all that's of really good. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, that those would have to be uh, my. You know who else was big on that too? More from the '80s was Slayer with Kerry King. Yeah, he yep. wrote, it's, it's a Geezer Butler type thing where he writes mm. most of yep. the lyrics, mm. or Steve Harris. Mm. Yeah, and um, and well, there's one more I got to throw in there too, as far as songwriters, because mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say he wrote the majority, but some of the biggest songs that Queen did. Oh yeah, um, Deacon. Deacon yeah, wrote yeah. a lot of like yeah, um, you know Fat Bottom Girls. Uh, wrote a lot of the hits. Boom, yeah. Boom. Oh yeah, but he did write on all my Yeah, I mean, so he's he's got some some great ones there too. You know who else we can't keep out of that list is Neil Peart. Yeah, I mean, we oh, can go on Peart? and on. Really, and on really, this. Neil Peart's amazing. I you mean, know, the guy. You, I think after the first album, because he came in right before Fly By Night. Yeah, and I believe after Fly By Night, he started writing lyrics. He did. Yeah, he did. You can hear the difference. Oh. Although Fly by Night probably one of my favorite Rush albums. Me of all too. Time. Absolutely. That one. I think he might have wrote some stuff on that. He might have written mm-hmm. one or two. Yeah. I love um, the trees. It's called the trees. Yeah, yeah. You know this. The word there's unrest in the forest. Yeah, the yeah, Naples, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah I love twenty one twelve. Oh my god. Twenty one twelve is just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. How about you, Lady B? Um, well, you guys have gone on for so long, I'm kind of forgetting what the original question was. Just uh, great, great lyrics or great, great uh, songwriters, that kind of thing. Great album with great lyrics uh, and great songwriting. Oh. Well, well, if you're going to go great album, uh, I'm going to say Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Aliens, uh, Satch Boogie. <laughs> great album, yes. How about with great but- lyrics? <laughs> I don't really know anybody. That's the problem. Really? There's got to be stuff that you just like listening to that like, you like to sing along with. And I, I like to sing along with, but I, I don't know who the actual lyricist is. Uh, that That's my thing. I don't have a really good memory for that stuff. How about you, John? Can you remember for her? <laughs> 
Um, she really likes what's his face from. Um, Let's see if he gets. Avenged right. Sevenfold. Um, not Zachy Vengeance. I can't think of the singer's name. I believe he writes most of the lyrics, though. Uh, anyway, Event yeah. Sevenfold. Because huh? I know go. she likes them quite a bit. Did he hit it? He hit it, but I'm laughing because he can't remember the name of the guy. <laughs> I remember. See, here's the thing. I remember the guitar player, Zachy Vengeance, and the other dude. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the singer's name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, kids, I'm going to tell you what. That's going to bring us to the end of the podcast this week. We've had a great time with you. Thanks for participating in our contest to our new album title. What's our album title, boys? Shadow Plan. And who was that by? Ronnie Callaman. Yep. From Silver Spring, Maryland. Ronnie Millsap. (laughs) Ronnie Millsap. Hey, you know, we didn't even get through all our categories. We, I think we only did like one or two categories. That's pretty good, man. We we uh, we, we chatted it up really good today, man. Very good, guys. Yep, yep. Good conversation. And guess what, kids? If our goals are met today, our fingers crossed, and the mastering's finished, the boys will be back together with me back at a home our hometown studio. Next so week. keep listening. You you're gonna hear us. And you know what, guys? It's been a great Sunday. It's been a good pick-me-up. I didn't want to get out of bed today. This was fun today. Thank this you, is Mary all- But that's it, kids. March 23rd, 2014. I'm your lucky lady, Bean, with my three favorite guys, Johnny V. Hi there. <laughs> Double D. Oh, 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 <laughs> And the almighty Dave. Mr. Kata. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Welcome back to Welcome the dreams back. of yours. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. To the deep up, do the dad up. With the dreams that are there that come around. The dreams that we made in the turn around. Who'd have thought they need ya? Who'd have thought they need ya? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>